Sunday morning, you're listening to Twyla Southall and L.J. Renee with What Does the Lord Say? This is Christian Talk Radio, here to challenge the status quo. If you keep doing what you're doing, you'll keep getting what you're getting. But if you want to see a change, if you want a spiritual revolution, if you need a spiritual renewal, stay with us. We are here to inspire, to inform, and to challenge you to consider what does the Lord say regarding life's issues. Visit our website for information on how you can join us for morning prayer. Access previous podcasts of this broadcast, or you can even now access and download this podcast in iTunes. There is also information to follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, or even sponsor this show. Visit our website at www.whatdoesthelordsay.com. We would love to hear from you. Sunday morning. He got up. He got up with all power in his <laughs> hand. And I hope you're up getting ready to go bless his name. I am so grateful for another Sunday morning that we can celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ. I know that the world only takes this one day out of the year to commemorate and to celebrate the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. But we do this every day. This is part of our everyday life yes. because we understand that if it had not been for the shed blood of Jesus Christ, you and I would still be in our sins. But because he shed his precious blood, we now have a right to the tree of life. So we celebrate the fact that he gave his life. He hung on the cross, but thanks be to God, he got up with all power in his hand. So we are here to celebrate, to commemorate, because we are glad about the fact that he gave his life for us. The one one who had the power to lay his life down also had the power to take it up again. Oh, and we are so grateful. Amen. And through that, through the resurrection, he reconciled us back to God. Back I'm to telling God. you, if he hadn't to come to reconcile, where would we be? You know, there are many people that believe that there are many ways to God through many other people and many other ways through idols but he said there is only one way to him and that is through Jesus Christ because he was the only one that sacrificed his life. he is the only one the that shed his one. blood for us there's no other religion there's no other way but through Jesus Christ and so therefore I celebrate the fact that Jesus Christ gave his life that we can be reconciled back to him and the thing about it is, is that he got up on the third day and and the Bible says that that same spirit that quickened him up out of that grave is the same, same spirit, spirit that has, that lives within us. I mean, and with this thing, and shall likewise to get up. Uh, likewise, yes, cause me to get up out of the situation that I'm in. Oh my God, that God has done this for us, and we should be glad and rejoice in this day. We should not be like the world who just look at this as a day you go Easter egg hunting and. You wear your your Easter Rabbits bonnet, and, and you wear your patent leather shoes, and your and your ruffled socks. I I remember those days, but it's more than that. It's it is more, so much than, more that. than that. And I'm so grateful. There is power in the precious yes, blood is. of Jesus. I am so glad that that blood that was shed nearly two thousand years ago it has mm. never lost its power. It still reaches to the lowest valley. It still climbs to the highest mountain. It finds you wherever 
whoever you are. Yes. It washes you from your sins. It cleanses you from the guilt-stained consciousness that the sin leaves you with. It has the power to reconcile you back to God, to redeem you from the stain yes. of sin. It has the power to put you back in right fellowship with God. It is that blood that ransomed our soul, the precious blood of Jesus, of the Lamb of God that was slain for us. And you don't have to do like the children of Israel had to. You don't have to put the blood on the doorpost anymore. Someone has taken the place of the Lamb, and it's Jesus, the great I Am. I am so grateful today, so honored today to be named among those who call themselves born again, blood washed, spirit filled children of God. Mm. We can celebrate Him today, celebrate the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord. It is, it would not have been enough for Him to just give His life. And He did give His life. No man took His life, That's He right. gave His life. He willingly laid down His life. It would not be just enough for him to give his life. You know, scarcely for a righteous man would one give his life. It says scarcely, meaning that there are some who will. So there might be one or two who would give their life for you, but it wouldn't mean a whole bunch if they gave their life for you because, you know, their life is just like your life. It's contaminated Mm -hmm, with sin. mm -hmm. God took one that was pure. He gave his only begotten son and he gave him a sacrifice. He gave his best for us. And not only did he give his life, but the good news is, and that's what we celebrate on Resurrection Sunday. The good news is he got up with all power in his hand. All power. All power. The Bible says power belongs to all God. All power. And you know what I like about this is that when you think about him hanging up on that cross on the hill of Golgotha and you realize that when he gave up the ghost, he said that he went down into the earth, went down to the depths of the earth, went down into the pit of hell and broke free those who were waiting on the deliverance of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And the Bible says that he took the keys of death, sin and the grave from the enemy and rose with all power in his hand. There is no way that sin could have dominion over us anymore. God had stripped the enemy of of his power to influence our lives and to bring us into the pit of hell. He rose that we might live. He got up so that we could live again. On the hill, there's a cross and on the cross, there is blood for me. And what I like about it is saying that it was, uh, that is the blood of Jesus that was shed for For me me. upon that cross. Hebrew says without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. The blood of Jesus Jesus was shed that your sins might be forgiven, remitted, removed, forgotten. As far as the East is from the West, so far has he removed your sins from you. Listen, I know you're getting dressed and you're getting ready to go to church. You got your new clothes on, your hair got did. I know you got all of that excitement going on, but don't forget to bless God. It is because he got up that you celebrate this day. Don't lose it in the commercialization of Easter. Don't forget that this is about the resurrection of a wonderful savior, the resurrection of a glorious God, the resurrection of one who loves you more than you love yourself. He got up for your sins and my sins. He got up because he wanted to give you the power to overcome and get up to the Bible says in revelations that they overcame the devil by the word of their testimony and And the blood blood of the lamb. lamb, because he shed his blood. You now have the 
power. If you are hidden in Christ, you have the power to overcome the works of darkness. You have the power to trample underfoot the works of darkness because of the blood of the lamb. So exercise the authority and the power that he has given you and trample underfoot the powers of darkness. Listen, you quit letting the enemy run roughshod in your mind and have a playground in your mind and do what he wants to do in your life. Jesus got up for you. He got up for you. He was wounded for your transgressions. He was bruised for your iniquities. Every drop of blood shed was just for you. The Bible says that he has engraved us in the palms of his hand. There is no engraving in the flesh of a man that doesn't cause bleeding to occur. When that in, when he engraved your name and my name in his hand, caused blood to drip from his hand. That blood was shed for the remission of your sins. And because he shed his blood, it allowed him to carve your name in the palm of his hand. He will never forget you. He will never abandon you. He will never forsake you. He loves you more than you could ever imagine with an everlasting, undying, unconditional, wonderful love. He loves you. So when you get dressed to go off onto Sunday morning service, you go with a pep in your step, with joy in your heart, with rejoicing in your spirit, knowing that he loves you. He gave his life for you and he got up with all power in his hand and he has empowered you to live a victorious life in him. Being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God has set forth to be the appropriation through faith in his blood to declare his righteousness for the remissions of sins that are passed through the forbearance of God to declare, I say at this time, his righteousness that, that he might be just and the justifier of him, which believeth in Jesus Christ. I mean, through the redemption power of Jesus Christ, that he is my justifier because I believe in him. I believe that he died for my sins. I believe that he rose upon the third day that now that I am justified before him, that he's now declared me righteous, that now I can have a relationship with him and know that he is my God and he is my father. That's what the resurrection of Jesus Christ has done for us, that he has reconciled us to God and that he is our justifier Mm. and we are justified by faith. are justified because that we believe in Jesus Christ. I am so glad. There's so many things that that God, uh, that Jesus Christ, the resurrection of Jesus Christ, so many things that he has done for us through that just that one act that from generations to generations to generations, it's still that blood still flows right now. That blood that was shed for us on Calvary is that same blood that yet still speaketh mercy over our lives. It's that same blood that speaks forgiveness over our lives. It is that same blood that speaks the covering over our lives from the hand of the enemy. There is no other that have given their life for us 
that we can say unto him that he is our Lord. We have been redeemed by from the hand of our enemy because of the blood of the Jesus Christ. The precious blood of Jesus Christ. The precious blood of Jesus Christ. And you know, Christ. I know that some of you may not even have been to church since this time last year. Some of you, you know, you, you come on Easter and Mother's Day, but you know what the good news is? That you're coming to the house of God and the God that is of that house, he welcomes you and bids you come. He'd like to see you more frequently, but guess what? He's glad when he sees you. And I pray that the love of God compels you to give your life to him this morning in a way that you will not just come to church to serve him, but your life will become a service to him. Your life will be given to him in worship. Your life will be turned over to him. I pray this day that there is a transformation in you well beyond an Easter Sunday morning, well beyond a once a year event. But there is a transformation in you when you can connect to the one that died for you and understand that he loves you so much that no matter what you have done and where you have come from, he would, he, if you were the only one in all the earth. I believe that his love is so perfect. He would have died just for you, just for you. I know you. Yes, you. You think you're filthy, wretched, and undone. You think you're not worthy of his blessings, but let me tell you, not one of us are, and he loves us all the same. He loves you in spite of yourself. He loves you no matter what you have done, where you have been, no matter how the stench of sin is on your life. He loves you any way. And so this morning, when you go to the house of God, put a praise in your mouth and put a blessing upon your lip and bless the God that has loved you with an everlasting love this morning. You owe God a wonderful praise because he has been wonderfully good to you. This is the power of the cross. Christ became sin for us. He took the blame and bore the wrath and we stand forgiven at the cross. That is the good news and the power of the cross. This the power of the cross. Christ became sin for us. Took the blame.
verse of that song says, This, the power of the cross, Son of God, slain for us. What a love, what a cause. We stand forgiven at the cross. He was beaten beyond the recognition of a man. Can you imagine this? I looked at the movie, The Passion of Christ, and the way that they had beaten Jesus. I mean, it still would not compare to what they say really he would look like gruesome. today. And that was pretty gruesome. He was beaten beyond the recognition of a man. But let me just read to you some of the things that he endured and the report that they had given unto him. It says in Isaiah 53, it says, Who had believed our report? And to whom is the, Lord, is the arm of the Lord revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of a dry ground. He hath no form or comeliness when we shall see him. There is no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And he and we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised and we esteemed him not. Surely he hath bored our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him smitten stricken and smitten of God and afflicted, but he was wounded. My God, that, that's the transition Hallelujah. right there is that when he, uh, he was, he, he was not something that we would look upon. We would hide our faces from. He wasn't comely as we would think uh, someone like a king would be, but this is why it all happened. But This is why thank you. This is why it all happened. But he was wounded for mm. our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities and the chastisement of our peace was upon him with his Stripes we are healed, and all we like sheep have gone oh, astray, and oh. we have turned every one to his own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity oh, of us all. all. Can you imagine that everything that we are enduring now, that God at that time God laid straight on up upon him to break that power that we all no longer have sin. to carry all the rebellion, us. all the sin, all the uh, rebellion. And then it says this: it says he was oppressed and he was afflicted yet he opened not his mouth and isn't that like the lamb the sheep that goes to mm. the slaughter they said that the, they, the sheep the lamb have to be one of the dumbest but, but, you, but you know that's the thing the lamb is going to the slaughter peacefully because the lamb doesn't know that he's going to the slaughter but the lamb of God knew that he was going to the slaughter Absolutely. gave his life a ransom for us and freely laid down his life word. for us and said not a mumbling said, word he opened not his mouth mouth he is brought as a lamb to the slaughter and as a sheep before his shearer is dumb so he opened not, not his, his mouth. mouth he didn't say let me go get off of me don't put he could have called 10,000 that's what angels. the bible said but he didn't do it because he looked down through the decades of time and he and saw, saw me, me and you Amen. and he says i'm going to endure For this you. he said because if i say a word that everybody might be destroyed if i say a word then I would not have go to the cross. He said, but I'm going to endure this thing because I looked down and saw you and I looked down and saw you and with joy, with my joy, God, the joy that, that was set, set before, before him, him, he endured the cross, despising the pain the joy, for the joy that was set before him. Oh my him. God, I got to keep going because there's a part in here that just is 
puzzling, but it just, it just excites me. It's like this, but after it says that he did not open up his mouth, it says he was taken from prison and from judgment and who should declare his generation for he was cut off out of the land of the living for the transgressions of many people was he stricken. And it says, and he made his grave with the wicked, my Mm. goodness. And with the rich in his death, because he had done no violence, neither was any deceit in his mouth. This is the part that gets me my God in verse 10. It says yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. That means that God was glad that he took those stripes, that he was be. It pleased him. And and he wasn't glad that he was bruising him. He was glad what the bruising him would bring. That's right. It would bring the reconciliation of you and I back Back to to the God that we serve to the creator. He reconciled us. That was the joy that was set before him. The joy that we could call upon his name, that we could be redeemed that we could come boldly to the throne of grace that was the joy the joy of seeing you and i walk into the house of god this morning lift up holy hands and bless his holy name that's the joy that's set before him and just like you read it said all we had gone astray the sins of all of us was laid upon him so when you go to the house of god this morning and you see other people that been there all year long and you just show up don't you worry because their sins cost the same as your sin so you come in there and you worship him you got a right to praise the lord matter of fact you have an obligation to praise the lord so you walk in there and you bless his name and you glorify him and you give him honor and glory because he it is due him you thank him for giving his life for you thank him for the sacrifice he made for you and when you leave there how about you leave transformed how about you leave renewed how about you leave a new creation in Christ Jesus how about you get so glad about what he did for you that you're willing to give your life to him we honor God for the sacrifice he made for the resurrection that that we celebrate on this day oh my God after it says yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him he had Put him to grief when thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin. For he shall see his seed, he shall prolong his days, and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. He says, he shall see the travail of his soul and shall be satisfied. By his knowledge shall my righteous servant justify many, for he shall bear their iniquities. My God. And the last verse, it says, therefore I I will divide him a portion with the great and he shall divide the spoil with the strong because he hath poured out his soul unto death and he was numbered with the transgressors and he bared the sins of many and made intercessions. He made intercessions for the transgressor. And he ever liveth and maketh intercession (laughs) at the right hand of the throne of God. He did it for you and he did did it for me. me. In Isaiah 53, this was 
prophesied before he ever even came on the scene. They said anywhere from 520 years to 800 years before he ever came on the scene. There is no other prophetic word. With that, precision. With he precision. prophesied with precision and detail all that would My come. God. Because the truth of it is, it could be prophesied when God gives the revelation because the Bible says he was slain before the foundations Foundation of, of the, the world. world. It was done before it started. And then he just came and fulfilled it. Yes, and that's did. what we want to tell you. The promise he has spoken to you, it's done before you ever see it. You did. just need to walk this thing out. He has promised you eternal life through Jesus Christ. He has promised you the forgiveness of your sins if you confess them. He has promised you salvation if you come boldly to him. And so this morning, won't you take him at his word, believe that he has done what he said, and receive the salvation of the Lord Jesus Christ with all power in his hand. He got up from that grave. He took the keys of death, hell, and the grave, and he got up with victory, and he gives you that victory, and me that victory, and makes you an overcomer, and me an overcomer. He wants you to have eternal life with him through Christ Jesus. Won't you give your life to him today? Give your life to the one that gave his life for you. All I can say is just thank you for giving your life for me, and now not only for me, but for the whole world. It's already done. If you would only believe salvation has already been given, the blood has already been spilled for us in the name of Jesus Christ. And it's to those who believe right now. Father, we thank you today that you've made a way for us to come to you, Father, that your face now turned toward us, God, because of the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ, that now you live in us and we live in you, Father God. Now that we can expect, oh God, that Lord, that any disease or any uh, ailments in our bodies, that God, that with his stripes, they've already been healed. So we thank you that God, that he bore our grief, oh God, and our sorrows, oh God, that Lord, that he pitied us and that God, you pitied us and that God, you sent your son, Father, to redeem us. And we're thankful, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. You are our God, and beside you there is none other. And we thank you for the precious blood of Jesus Christ that saved us and set us free, that broke the power of the enemy, that sin no longer have dominion over us because the power of the blood has broken. We are no longer slaves, oh God, to the devil. But now because of the blood of Jesus, that has been broken. And now we are servants of the Most High God. Oh God, we thank you for your salvation. If it wasn't for you, God, where would we be? And this I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. And happy Resurrection Sunday. Amen. Death could not hold you down. You
thank you for tuning in. You have been listening to Twyla Southall and LJ Renee with What Does the Lord Say? For information on this program, on how you can subscribe to or access previous podcasts of this broadcast, visit our website at www.whatdoesthelordsay.com. Until next time. Hey.